Well, praise the Lord. Praise Amen. Lord. We are here. Praise God. Bible study. Amen. Mm -hmm. Wednesday night. Um, and uh, January 20th. It's been an um, interesting day here in America as we have a new president. Right? Yes. Um, so... We move forward into the next chapter. Amen. And that's what we have to do, you know, as we live. We have to keep moving forward. Yep. Amen. Paul said that we have to forget those things that are behind. Yes. And that we have to, you know, you know, we have to press ahead, press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And, you know, we always need to, to look ahead. Now, I remember Jesus, you know, reminded the people at one point he said you know remember lot's wife yes amen mm -hmm. um lot's wife looked behind and um as god was delivering lot and his family yes from mm -hmm. sodom and gomorrah and she was enraptured by her past and couldn't let go of it yeah and mm -hmm. she looked back and when she did, she turned into a pillar of salt. Yes. So, look, when God is moving you forward, don't look back. Amen? Yep. And so we're going forward. How many people are going forward with God? Amen. Amen. We need to, to go forward with the Lord. And um, so we go forward and we're not looking back. Amen? Because sometimes looking back at your past can paralyze you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Uh, but we praise God tonight. Uh, we're going to continue with our Bible study, Living by Faith. Living by Faith. Amen. Amen. Um, you know, we started this two weeks ago. Um, and, uh, you know, the first week we kind of just laid, you know, a little bit of a foundation that, you know, God wants us to live by faith. Right? The just shall live by faith. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's that's where the Lord would have us to be. And, you know... As we go forward into this new year and beyond, that's that's really where where we want our focus to be. That we're going to live by faith. We're going to live believing God and trusting God, and not putting limitations on God. Right? God is more than able. Uh, the Bible declares that all things are possible with God, and all things are possible to them that believe. And so we're going to choose to believe God and trust in Him. And so we kind of laid that foundation the first week. And then last week, um, we, we dealt with what I think was a very important point, which was, you know, we could talk about all the scriptures, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God, and it does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we can talk about all of the things that we can do. Mm -hmm. memorize scripture, quote scripture, confess scripture, stand on it, pray on it, mm -hmm. um, and so forth. But we saw something last week that was really important, and that is we have to know that we know that we know that God cares for us. Yes. And we saw with the disciples when they were on the ship in the midst of the storm uh, that they questioned whether Jesus cared about them. And Jesus went because he was sleeping during the storm. And when he arose, he rebuked the storm, yes. the wind. He spoke mm -hmm. to, the, to the sea and he rebuked his disciples for not having faith. 
And so we can see that if we don't know that God, you know, cares for us, truly cares for us, then when we find ourselves in the midst of life storms and storms come, yes. then, you know, we might not respond in faith either. And so it's so important that we know that that God cares about us. And we 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 touched on some scriptures at the end of last week's lesson that, that really emphasized the point that, no, God does care about us. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that we have to get into our spirit. And so today we're going to continue um, uh, with this discussion of living by faith. But here's the thing we want to do. Um that the Lord is leading us into and that is to not look at this living by faith in the abstract like it's just lessons to be learned kind of mm -hmm. thing but really to get to the point where we move and stay in this area of application where we apply this mm -hmm. right and not just talk about it with a head knowledge type of a, an approach, but to do it in a way that is real for us. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so what we're gonna do um, tonight, where the Lord is leading us, is again, we're talking about living by faith, and we wanna talk tonight about faith for healing. Amen. And this is an area that I believe has some controversy in it. I think it has some confusion attached to it. Um, I think it has caused some disillusionment um, and disappointment um, among among believers. Mm -hmm. And I believe what what the Lord wants us to do is he wants us to to hear as he leads us by his spirit into what could be a difficult <laughs> conversation, if you will as the Lord speaks to us. You know, it's interesting that we talk about, and you hear a lot with all the things that have gone on in this country with social justice and some of the things that have happened and um, with racial inequality. And you've heard a lot, especially in the mm -hmm. summer, the need to have difficult conversations. That's become such a thing that is said, mm -hmm. difficult conversations. Um, and I think, in, in, and there are some conversations that are difficult to have, but they're necessary. And I think this is one of them we have to, because we're talking about living by faith. And we said that just about everyone, if not everyone, has something in common. They want a better life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? They want a better life. And the life of faith is a better life. It's better than the life without faith. Amen. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and when we talk about faith, as we mentioned last week, it's specific, right? Because faith has to be in an object. And our faith is in a person. It's in God, right? Jesus said, have faith in God. Paul talked about the life that he lives by. He lives in this flesh. He lives by the faith of the Son of God. And so we have to have faith in God. And so we want a better life. But that life's going to have to be lived by faith. And one of the areas that we are desiring to have a better life is in the area of our health. There are people who right now 
need healing. Yeah. There are mm-hmm. people right now who know others who need healing, right? Um, and so we want to talk about this today. We're talking about living by faith and having a better life. But talk about it in a practical sense. I mean, I think God wants to talk to us about healing. I think God wants to talk to us about our finances. I think God wants to talk to us about our family and, and our jobs and, and you, know, um, you know, our careers and, and things that, that really are where we are. And not to talk about this in, to, in some Sunday school sense that we can just say, okay, fine, we talked about some scriptures. I know some scriptures now. And, and then what? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. This is about God really wants us to live by faith and live by the word. And so we want to talk about healing tonight. Um, let's pray first and then we'll get into the scriptures and the scripture text that we're going to use tonight. Let's pray. Father, we bless your name and we thank you, God, for your goodness. Yes, Father. We thank you, God, for your presence. And Father God, we're praying that you will reveal yourself unto us in the name of Jesus Christ through your word. Father, let us hear your still small voice. And Father God, um, let us, oh God, uh, be filled with excitement and expectation, knowing that the word of God changes things. And so, Father, we bless you right now for the changes that are on the way. We believe we receive all that you have for us. And so, God, in advance, we thank you for it. And, God, we just give you the praise for what you're going to do. Father, I ask you now to use me for your glory as I just submit myself to your perfect will. Let it be done. And, Father, we'll give all the praise and all of the honor unto you. For you alone are worthy. We bless your name tonight. In Jesus' name. name. Amen. Amen. All righty. So, um... So we're going to deal with, uh, let's, we're going to start with Isaiah 53, Isaiah 53, and uh, we're going to read in various versions as we start out. I'm going to start in the King James Version, and it says, and in, in, um, we're going to read verses 3 through 5, it says, he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Amen. Amen. And, and obviously this is Isaiah talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, prophetic scripture talking about Jesus. Um, I'm going to read the same verses uh, in the New Living Translation. It says, He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. 
but he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. Yeah. He was whipped so we could be healed. And I want to read one last version. This is the New uh, American Standard Bible. I'm just going to read verses 4 to 5. Four and five. It says, however, it was our sicknesses that he himself bore and our pains that he carried. Yet we ourselves assumed that he had been afflicted, uh, struck down by God and humiliated. But he was pierced for our offenses. He was crushed for our wrongdoings. The punishment for our well-being was laid upon him. Yes. And by his wounds, we are healed. Those are scriptures that, you know, Isaiah 53, uh, 3 to 5, and we read 4 to 5 in the New American Standard. Those are, you know, verses of scripture that we know well. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for anyone in the body of Christ who has believed on God for healing or prayed to God for healing. At some point, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, right, is is a scripture that you've relied on and we've relied on. Uh, and it's talking about Jesus. Um, but it's, it's also talking about, you know, we, we, we know from the word of God that Jesus, we know a couple of things. Jesus said that he came down from heaven to do the will of the Father. Mm-hmm. We know that. He says that in, in John, in the Gospel of John. We also know, obviously, because if you read it, the Gospel accounts, that Jesus went around doing a whole lot of things, including healing people. Mm-hmm. And so if he came to do the will of the Father and he was healing people, then um, we know that we conclude then that healing is part of the will of God for our lives. I mean, and, and you know, and we're sick, and sometimes we get sick, and sometimes we pray for healing, and we don't get better. We want to deal with that, and that's where the controversy comes in. And it's hard, right? But just because it's hard, it's sometimes you know, I, I, I get kind of um, dismayed at at at, at, at born again believers because, <laughs> first of all, they act like they didn't read the Bible. The Bible says we know in part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it says we know in part. And it said, but there will come a time where we will know as we are known. But for right now, on this side of glory, mm-hmm. we know in part. And yet, even though the Bible clearly says that, and even though we know that our level of understanding is finite and God is infinite, when God does things that we don't know and it's outside of the part that we know, we just like get so frustrated and like want to turn our back on God completely. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's like, wait a minute, we know in part. So what does that mean? There's going to be some things about God and about what God does or what he doesn't do that we're just not going to know why. Right. And we have to get comfortable with that. And if we don't get comfortable with that, we're going to get frustrated. We're going to get mad with God. And then we're going to start questioning God on all kinds of points. We have to avoid that. And we have to know there are some things. 
it's above our pay grade. There's just some things that we're not going to know why God did this in this way or why he didn't do something at all over here. We know in part, and we have to get comfortable with that truth. Right. Um, otherwise, we're going to put ourselves in a position where we may, where we may stumble. Um, and so, you know, uh, sometimes that gets a little, you know, you say like, well, well why are we so... <laughs> get so caught up um god you didn't do this <laughs> and sometimes we act as if our prayers are orders that we can tell god what to do i prayed therefore god you should do it god is still god how many of you know that <laughs> and he's still the one that's sovereign and he's our master and we're his servants um but uh I want to look at something. Um, we're talking about, you know, Jesus came to do the will of the Father. And, um, you know, he came, he came to do the will of the Father. And part of what he went around doing was healing people. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, I believe it's in Matthew chapter 11. Let me go there. Um, Yeah, in Matthew chapter 11. Two of John's disciples came to Jesus in, in verse number two. And they said to him, because John was in prison at this point, John the Baptist. And, and they said to him, are thou he that should come or do we look for another? Right. Um, John has sent his disciple to find out is Jesus really the Christ or we should look for another and remember when John you know when Jesus came on the scene John was like behold the Lamb of God who takes mm -hmm. away the sin of the world and he said you know he baptized Jesus and he saw you know the Holy Spirit descend on Jesus like a dove and he heard heaven speak and said this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased John saw all of this mm -hmm. John saw all of this and yet he got to a point where he started to wonder is Jesus really the one? That that right there lets us know how much we have to continue to contend for the faith. Because Jesus says, and even in this passage here, we, we, we might not touch upon it, but Jesus said, listen, among men, there was no greater prophet than John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. And yet John got to a point where he started to doubt Jesus. And so we have to we have to know how much and how important it is for us to do two things. One, to contend for the faith, because the enemy's trying to strip us of our faith, right? And he does it in a variety of ways. So we have to contend for the faith. We have to fight the good fight of faith. And then we have to support each other in our faith walk, right? Not just praying for ourselves, but we need to pray for each other. Right. And we need to encourage each other to keep the faith. Um, because... If someone as, as, as great as John the Baptist could get to the point where he starts to question, then certainly we can as well. And so his disciples came to Jesus, John's disciples did, and they said, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk, and the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. 
what Jesus was quoting here was Isaiah 35, 5 and 6, when he talked about how the blind received their sight, the lame walk, and so forth. And what it was interesting is that it, in response to the question as to whether or not Jesus was Messiah, his answer was, go tell John I'm healing people. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Go tell John I'm healing people. Go tell him I'm raising the dead. Go tell him I'm giving blind people back their sight. That will answer his question as to who I am. Right. That's a powerful statement that lets us know who is God. God's a healer. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. God's a healer. Because he, that was his whole answer. He didn't, he didn't, you know, am I the one? Go tell John I'm healing people. That was his that was his simple answer to that question. So we just read Isaiah 53 and it says by his stripes we are healed. But 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 we know that right now when we're talking about living by faith and having faith for healing that right now it could be something as relatively minor. I'm not going to dismiss anybody's pain as relatively minor as a headache. Or it could be something as serious as, you know, cancer, mm -hmm. right? Um, and anything in between. And we need faith for healing for ourselves, especially now, right? With COVID-19 and everything else. And we know how many people have passed away because of that. And, and, and you know, but there's so many other diseases as well. You know, we talk so much about COVID, but there's all kinds of diseases in this, in this you know, sin-sick world. Mm -hmm. um, and we need, and we've all, and we've all been there, where we're praying for healing, for ourselves or for someone else. And if you've been around long enough, you understand something: that you have earnestly prayed for someone for their healing, yes, and it didn't come. You know that there have been times where you have earnestly prayed, and maybe even now you're earnestly praying for your own healing, and you've been dealing with that affliction for years. Uh -huh. And this is where it be, it can become disheartening. It can become disillusioned. And, you know, some people just want to throw up their hands. I'm talking about born-again believers. Uh -huh. Right, who really believe and love God, really do. This is not a questioning of that. And, and I think this is something we have to lay a groundwork as we're about to get into something. Remember, you know, this is something that, you know, but a couple of times over the past couple of weeks, God has said to us of how we need to grow up. Mm -hmm. You know, we need to grow up to the point where we can have and we we can receive from God the we can receive from God what he's saying and then take it in with an honest assessment mm -hmm. you know instead of getting offended right and the devil wants people to get offended so that there's times when a word will come and how many of you know that God will speak a word of correction mm -hmm. hmm? How many of you know that God will speak a word of instruction? And sometimes as his children, we need to be corrected and instructed and directed because right. we not we don't do everything right. right. But, you know, glory be to God. Folk don't want to hear that. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
but it's to our detriment. Mm -hmm. And I believe God is calling us to grow up and to mature so that he can have adult conversations with us in a way. You know, Paul talked about it like this. He said, you know, at a time when you should be eating meat, you're still in need of milk. Mm -hmm. See, we we need to be at the point where we're not we're not taking in milk anymore. We're taking in the meat of the word. Right. Right? Because we're no longer so for many, right, who have been on this Christian journey for a while, you're no longer a babe in Christ. Right. And so you should not be needing to be fed milk. You need the meat of the word. And many of us aren't growing. Can you imagine if somebody was 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and they're still drinking milk out of a bottle? They wouldn't grow properly. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? You give babies milk. But even they after a while have to be what? Weaned mm-hmm. off the bottle and start taking in solid food. And it's the same thing with us. We can't be still in a position right. where we are needing the preacher and the teacher to give us spiritual milk. We need to be at the point where we're getting spiritual meat. Mm-hmm. And and here in this area where there is some Sometimes it's some confusion, some controversy, some disillusionment, some disappointment, right? We want to throw up our hands. We need some meat on this thing, on this particular topic, so that we can grow, right? Mm-hmm. And get past being offended, you know, um, especially if the preacher wants to share something with you and you go, I don't want to hear that because you're saying something about me. We talked about it before. In, in, in various contexts. Offended people can't walk with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Jesus said, you know, if you unless you eat my eat my flesh and drink yeah, my, blood, drink my blood, blood, you're not gonna be saved. And it, it, uh, those disciples said to him, That's a hard saying. Mm-hmm. And it said many of them walked away right. from Jesus from that mm-hmm. point forward. And he looked at Peter and he said, Are you gonna walk away too? But they were offended, and they walked away. He said, you're going to walk away too? And Peter said, where am I going to go? You have the words of life. That's how we have to be. Yeah, some things Jesus is going to say to us, and maybe what we're going to hear tonight, some of these things are hard sayings, but we have to make up our mind. Are we going to walk away? Mm-hmm. And if you do, where are you going to go? Peter knew something. Where am I going to go? You have the words of life. Amen. Mm-hmm. So when we deal with this 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 idea of 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 of, uh, of healing, it, it it does cause a little bit of of you know it causes some things in us, Amen. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's see if the Lord can help us tonight, Amen. Because we need some faith in our healing. Now, why why does it cause some things? Let's read a few scriptures. Um, let's read uh, Matthew four. I was reading this the other day, and I wasn't even reading it in connection with this study, but how many of you know God connected it anyway, because it was right on point. But let's look at Matthew 4, verse 23. It says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness, and all manner of disease among the people. 
and his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with divers or various diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. He healed all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. I want to read one more, and then we're going to get into a, a, a deeper discussion on this. Let's go to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 40. It says, Now when the sun was setting, all they that had any sick with divers diseases, various diseases, brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Now, you read those scriptures, and, is, and, and, and there's others that say, you know, that Jesus healed them all, mm -hmm. that Jesus healed everyone. And then we pray, and again, we're, we're just no pretense in here. We've prayed for people. We've prayed for mothers, and we've prayed for fathers, and we've prayed for grandmothers, and we've prayed for children, and we've prayed for spouses, and we've prayed for friends, and for pastors, and, and people in the body of Christ who were afflicted with a sickness, and they didn't get better. Nope. And so many of us, at some point along the lines, says, what gives with that? Why did that happen? And some of us say, well, if that's the way it's going to be, then God's just going to heal if he wants to or not heal if he wants to. So why should I bother praying? Mm -hmm. How many people have can be honest and say, I've been there. Yes. That I've been there where I've gotten to the point where I say, well, if he's not going to do it, why should I pray? Because he's just going to do it if he feels like it. So I might as well just leave it in his hands. <laughs> yes. So this is where we're going to hopefully get into some spiritual meat that, glory to God, brings us to a point where we'll never say that again. Okay, so let, let's try this. So let's deal with some things. And I, look, we know in part, right? And I probably know the least part. So I can't come in. I'm not going to come before anybody and say, I know why that happened. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I believe there's some things, though, that we can take from the Bible that perhaps can help us understand this just a little bit more and just a little bit better. Amen. And let's just open up our faith for that right now. Amen. That we can, that listen, the entrance of God's word right light. brings light amen and so let us believe that as we allow the word to enter amen mm -hmm. light revelation amen revelation will come unto us and maybe we can walk away from this exchange tonight just a little bit stronger in our faith on this point amen yes all right so let's just deal with some things again no one's claiming to be an expert but i believe there are some things that we can glean from the word of god so why doesn't God always heal them? He healed them, right? Mm -hmm. They brought people to him. They said everyone that they brought to him, he healed. Jesus healed. And the Bible says Jesus Christ, the same today, yesterday, and forever. So if he was healing everybody then, how come he's not healing everybody now? Now, 
Let's just deal with something that people really don't like to hear. First of all, we got to know something. There are no sick people in heaven. Right. Right. So even people who die from their sickness, they're healed in that sense. Uh-huh. Right. Because there's no sickness in heaven. Right. And I know that's not satisfactory, though, when you want your loved ones still here with you, right. healthy and whole. Right. You're like, yeah, I get that preacher, but I want my loved one right here with me. Right. Mm-hmm. I understand. All right, but let's deal with some things that why healing, why God doesn't seem to always heal or he doesn't always heal. Let's deal with this. Sometimes God doesn't heal because we don't ask him. Hmm. Right? The Bible says in James, you have not because you ask not. We would, I sometimes have been surprised at, and I'm talking for my own self. And I believe someone out there can can relate to this. I have often been surprised how long I've allowed a pain in my body mm. to exist without coming against it in prayer. Right. And I just allowed myself to get accustomed to it. Or I thought that eh, it'll be gone in a couple of days. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then I realized at some point, after maybe a few days, a few weeks, or a few months, I really haven't asked God to take this away. Right. How many people can relate to that? That you've had something, especially if it's something that you've had in the past that's resolved. Right. You think, well, it's going to be gone in a couple of days. And so sometimes we don't even ask. And I'm talking about for ourselves. Right. I think if some people can be honest too, you found out sometimes that somebody's mother or somebody's whatever was sick and you told them you were going to pray for them and you didn't. True. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so sometimes we're not getting right this healing power of God because we're not asking for it. Right. Amen. Not anymore. Amen. We should resolve within ourselves. I'm going to always ask and watch this. And I'm going to ask quickly. Amen. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing I would suggest to someone. You know, when you get into those exchanges and someone tells you their loved one is sick. Instead of saying to them, I'm going to be praying for your father. Pray right there before you leave that person. Whether you're talking to them on the phone or whether you're seeing them face to face, don't give into these, I'm going to pray, mm-hmm. right? Pray right now, amen? Release your faith right now. Now faith is, right? Yes. So release your faith now and pray right now because at least then, because you know how it goes, you can have the best intentions. Yeah. And then you go and then life just, you know, all these things come and you even forgot you had that conversation this afternoon yeah. about that person's loved one. Pray right now, amen? Sometimes we don't ask. Now, and so that's James 4 too. It says that's, you know, that we have not because we ask not. Now I'm going to turn to, this is the way it gets a little dicey. I'm going to turn to James uh, chapter 5. Um... We're talking about why sometimes, you know, God doesn't, why God doesn't always heal. Um, Let's look at um, James chapter 5, verse 13. It says, is any among you afflicted? Mm -hmm. 
let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. So it says here, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. One of the reasons that, it, you know, that it could well be that God doesn't often, that doesn't always heal is because of some sin or disobedience in our life. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not saying that's all the time. So listen, we're having a mature conversation. No one's pointing a finger and saying, well, you're saying that I got sin or disobedience in my life. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying you don't either. Amen. I mean, can any of us walk around and say we're doing everything right? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Okay. Um, but this is not finger pointing. This is about trying to understand some things that might be getting in the way. And this yes. is not saying this is all the time in every situation and circumstance. It's not saying that. But it could be. Amen. It could be. How many of you know there are some what I call blessing blockers? Mm -hmm. There are some things that we do that block the blessings of God coming into our lives. They're blessing blockers. Such as what? Well, such as unforgiveness. <laughs> unforgiveness right. is a blessing blocker, right? If we're walking around in unforgiveness, then that could keep the blessings of God, including the blessing of health, healing, and wholeness from coming into our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Um you know, not walking in love. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He says that we are to love our brother, right? You can't love God who you haven't seen and hate your brother, right? You have to love your brother yes. the same way you love God, right? And, you know, so if, we, if we're walking around and we're not in love with all of our, you know, with the brothers, the brethren, those in the body of church, and even those outside, that could be a blessing blocker. Yes. And it could be yeah. something that's that's preventing your healing from coming. It could be something that prevents your prayers from being effective. What about this? I don't know exactly where it is. It's, but Peter wrote about it. It might be 1 Peter 3 and 9, but it's I, I believe where he talks about husbands. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. he, 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 you know, he talks about that, that we have to live with our wives according to knowledge right honoring them as the weaker vessel but at the same time knowing that they're that they are joint heirs in the body right we have yes. to live with them according mm -hmm. to knowledge. and he said to do that why so that your prayers be not hindered yes so a husband who's not living with his wife according to knowledge can pray all he wants he's praying hindered prayers yes so we have to understand then that our conduct can have an effect on how effectual our prayers are because our prayers could be hindered and our walk could render us to the, in a place where we have released blessing blockers, yes. right? And we can't receive from God what is rightfully ours through the cross. And so, again, this is not across the board. We're not making a blanket statement that every time somebody doesn't get healed, there's a sin problem or a disobedience problem. But it could be. Yes. Amen. Amen. But it could be.
Another reason why God doesn't always heal is the absence or lack of faith. And again, not all the time, but it could be, right? We saw, and in fact, why don't we just look at one? Let's go to Matthew chapter 9 so that the word can help us. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9. Let's go to verse uh, 22. This is the woman with the uh, issue of blood. And she touched mm -hmm. Jesus and hem of his garment and she was healed. And he said to her in verse 22, Daughter, be of good comfort. What? Thy faith has made thee whole. He didn't say my power. He said your faith has made you whole. Now let's stay right there in uh, Matthew 9 and look at verse 28. Um, Jesus departed thence. Two blind men followed him. That's verse 27. And they said, um, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. Verse 28. He came to the house. The blind man came to him. And Jesus said to them, Believe ye that I'm able to do this? They said, Yea, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, See that no man know it. He said, According to your faith. Right? And there's yeah. other places where he said that. So there are times then where, you know, it could be an absence or a lack of faith. Again, not all the time. Right? But it could be. I also will say this. Glory to God. Sometimes it's misplaced faith. Because remember what we said. Our faith has to be in God. Yes. Jesus said, have faith in God. And there are times when people have faith in themselves, they have faith in their so-called righteousness, they have faith in their ability to pray, they have yes. faith in their faith. If the faith has to be in God. Can you imagine? So watch this. What if I had all the faith in the world, but it, my faith was in my faith? Mm -hmm. That would be like me having faith in this bottle of water right here. My faith in this bottle of water could be absolutely perfect, right. but it's misplaced. And I can have all the faith I want, but I couldn't get anything from this bottle of water because this bottle of water doesn't have any power to do mm -hmm. anything for me. Right. So our faith has to be in the right object. It has to be, it, it has, God has to be the object of our faith, right? Not our church. Not our church congregation, not our denomination, not our teaching, not our credentials, not anything but God, right? And so sometimes, again, none of these are blanket statements, but there are some things that perhaps can help us um, in understanding the answer to the question. So at least we're not going to now get offended and just give up on God totally. Uh, you're just going to do whatever you want. No, don't. Amen. We're not going to say that ever again. Amen. All right, let's move quickly. What's another reason why God doesn't always heal? This is similar to the one we said in the first one where we said what? We don't always ask. Right. Sometimes we don't want it. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying again, I'm not saying this all the time, but you know what? There are some people who like to have, you know, something wrong with them so that hmm. people can feel sorry for them. So that they, you know what I mean? They get so used to the attention that it brings and all the rest of that. And that comes from human experience. But that also comes from the word of God. 
Where do you see that in the word? I'm glad you asked me because I'm going to take you to John chapter 5. The man by the pool of Bethesda mm. <laughs> yeah. who was waiting. He was there, right, with all the impotent folk. It says in verse 3, the blind folk, the lame folk, the withered folk, waiting for the movement of the water. Remember, mm -hmm. the angel would come and would stir up the water, trouble the water, and whoever got into the water first got healed. You remember that right. man? Mm-hmm. And so Jesus came to that man, and that man had an infirmity 38 years. So he'd been mm -hmm. sick for a long time. Yeah. Sometimes you can get so familiar with your sickness and your ailments, you give them names, right? People got bunions, and they call it, oh, that's, oh, Betty's acting up. Who's Betty? Oh, that's my corns. <laughs> you, right. you, you know what I mean? We get very familiar sometimes. Mm -hmm with ailments. We get comfortable with them. We, it's like they become our friends. It's like, oh, my my arthritis. Why is it your arthritis? Right. Why are you sure. claiming ownership and, and like it's so connected to you? My arthritis mm -hmm. is kicking in. Mm. So, so he had this ailment for 38 years. Jesus saw him, knew he had been in this condition for a long time, and he said to him, very simple, do you want to be made whole? What the man said, he said, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I'm coming, another step it down before me. And Jesus just said to him, man, rise up and get up and walk. Because he do. He said, I, I just asked you if you wanted to be healed. And right. you've given me this long story. Excuses. Why didn't this man simply say yes? Right. Because he didn't want to be healed. He loved being able to tell this story. Woe is me. You know, I try to get to the water, but everybody beats me to the water. And then by the time I get there, man, there are people who like who are like that. Yeah. They don't really, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. again, not everybody's like that. And this may be rare, and who knows? But it's like that. Amen? Now, the other thing is, is that God is sovereign. Right. Right? And there are some things that God is going to do. And he's not going to ask us, right? I mean, my goodness, we know that. He ain't ask us nothing yeah. about Joseph. He ain't ask us. He ain't ask us if we were ready. He ain't ask us if it was okay. He ain't ask nothing. Nope. Right? God's sovereign. Amen. I mean, part of it's the sovereignty of God. Some of it is the big plan of God that is so far outside of our understanding that we just can't get it. Amen. And so, yeah, part of it is that. Does that make us uncomfortable? Yeah. Well, everybody has to answer for himself. If you ask me, I say, yeah, there's a there's a measure of discomfort in that. And knowing that there's going to be some things that God has this bigger purpose for. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. That might result in me or a loved one being afflicted. Or even dying from an affliction or an injury or an ailment because God has this bigger picture in mind. Right. I don't particularly like that. If it was up to me, I'd opt out. <laughs> you know how you could opt out of things, right? You could yeah. opt out. Of, I would probably opt out. No, Lord, that's okay. I'll, you know. But He doesn't ask us, right. and He doesn't have to because He's God and we're not. Does that make us uncomfortable? Yeah. And does it? Should it? Probably. But it could be part of the answer, right? Yeah. Now, I want to talk about 
let's go to 2 Corinthians 12 and then we're going to leave out, out of here um, for this week. But uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, you remember the, the Paul talking about he had the thorn in the flesh? Mm -hmm. Right? In verse 7, he said, Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Now, it's not clear. A lot of writing and scholarly writing has been done on this on what was the thorn in the flesh. Some say it was a physical ailment. Some say it was just, you know, spiritual mm -hmm. um, uh, opposition uh, orchestrated by Satan against Paul preaching the, the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I'm sure there are other theories out there. I don't particularly ascribe to the theory that it was physical necessarily, but let's just say that it was. Right? Because mm -hmm. some say it was an eye problem because in other passages of Scripture, Paul talks about struggling with his eyes. But let's just say it was. Let's look at verse 8 because this is the point, though. Because no matter what it was, it still comes down to asking God for something. Right. In verse 8, Paul said, For this thing mm -hmm. I besought the Lord thrice. What does that mean? Three times. Three times. Mm -hmm. That it might depart from me. So what did he say? Lord, Take this thorn, whatever it is, take it away from me. And if we assume that it was a physical ailment, fine. He asked God three times right. to take it away. And God said unto him, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul then replied, or then says to us, Most gladly, therefore, I'd rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Huh? Why do we read that? If this was a physical ailment, uh -huh. Paul asked three times, and then God said to him, I'm not taking it away. Yeah. Again, this is one of those sovereign things. Why? I don't know. But Paul had the right approach. He said, okay, since you're not taking it away, then I'm going to glory in this thing. Right? Because then when I'm weak, I'm strong. Because God said, my strength is made, you know, my, my power, right? Uh, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. And I want to, I think we should take from this. We've been in those situations, as we said, where we prayed for the healing of a loved one, a friend, an acquaintance, ourselves, and mm -hmm. it didn't come. Yeah. And we touched on some things as to why it might not have come. We didn't ask, or we have some dis existence of some sin of disobedience, a lack of faith, absence of faith, don't want it, you know, God's sovereignty, and so forth. But here's the thing. Even though that has happened to us, and it's really something that can rock us and get us to question things, we're talking about living by faith and having faith in God. And again, when we get to that thought of, of, of knowing, we only know in part. Some of it you just got to, you know, you got to leave into that area of that. I don't know. Mm. But here's the thing, though. But keep praying. Mm. Because, because the bottom line is, 
If you stop praying, and if it was all related on your prayer, other people could be praying for you. But if, if you and I stop praying, then we're almost guaranteeing nothing's going to happen. Right. You see? We're guaranteeing nothing's going to happen. Virtually, right? Now, God could always do things in his grace and his mercy. Don't get that wrong. But you understand the point. The point is, if if it's about, well, you don't know whether you should pray or not because you're going to say God's going to do whatever you want. But no, don't, don't get to that. Just keep praying. And, and watch this. And take from this a lesson. You keep praying until God tells you he's not going to. And if he doesn't tell you, then you keep praying. In other words, we have to get to the point where we, we, we develop this attitude of I'm going to prevail in prayer. In other words, I'm not giving up. Paul said pray without ceasing, right? Jesus said we should, we should pray, we should always pray. And not to faint, right? Mm -hmm. So we should always keep praying for that which we need. Amen. We should ask our Heavenly Father for it. And that which we know from His Word, He does. Right. And, and, and again, why He does it, you know, sometimes here and not there and, and so forth, we don't know those things, but leave that to that area of, right? We know in part. But keep praying. Prevail in prayer. I just want to remind everyone um, the story that Jesus told about the man who, 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 glory to God, he visited a friend late at night because mm -hmm. he wanted some bread because he got some visitors to his house. You remember that story, babe? Mm -hmm. And he got some visitors to his house. This is in Luke chapter 11. And he got some visitors to his house. And he said to his friend, I need some bread. And, and, and his friend came to the window and said, don't bother me now. I'm in bed with my kids. We're sleeping. Mm. And Jesus said, though he won't open the door, the friend won't open the door to his friend who's asking because he's his friend. In other words, because of the relationship. Mm -hmm. He said, but because of the man's importunity, which is like his, his, you know, his just being persistent. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That is just a shameless persistence. That's what importunity is. Because of his shameless persistence, meaning I'm just going to keep knocking. Mm -hmm. I need that bread. And he said he won't open the door because he's his friend, but he will open the door for his shame because of his importunity. Yes. And that's what we have to do. When, when Jesus said, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be open to you. It's like ask keep asking, seek, keep seeking, not keep knocking. Mm. And that's how we have to be with God, right? We have to prevail in prayer. Um, and so here's the thing. Yes, God doesn't always do it, but don't give up on it to the point where you just throw up your hands and go, you're going to do it anyway. No, prevail in prayer because the scriptures tell us that we have a God who's a healer, right? right? Mm. And here's the thing. Your own life experience tells you that God's a healer because he has healed you when you've asked him to heal. You know what I'm saying? Sure. He has healed loved ones in the past. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not everyone, but why is it now that that didn't happen and now you just uh, you throw up your hands? No, you have a track record and God has a track record with you. Mm -hmm. Amen. last thing I'm going to say is, is Hebrews 10 and 23. It just says this. I'll read it real quickly. It says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. We have to hold fast 
to our faith. Amen. Yes. We have to hold fast to our faith. We're going to come back on this, but um, uh, I pray that this is a good start for us in an area that is so important in our life. We're talking about living by faith, not in an abstract way, but in the ways that hit us where we live. Amen. And one of the things that's most important of where we live and how we live is our health and our well-being. Amen. But God is a healer. By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. We've seen where Jesus has healed many and he healed them all and so forth. Um, but we'll come back on this. Um, because, again, we're not just having Bible study for Bible study's sake so that we can click off some lessons. Amen. We're doing this so that we can have a better life. Yes. Amen. We're doing this so we can have a better life. So we'll come back, Lord willing, on this next time. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's pray tonight. Father, we bless your name. Glory to God. And we just thank you, Lord, for the word you've spoken unto us and what you've shared and for the foundation that you're laying. God, you are bringing us to greater faith. Glory to God. We're going from faith to faith. We're going to higher and higher levels in you. And Father, you've told us that we are to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And that is what we purpose to do. Father, continue, O God, to minister this word unto us, O God. And Father God, stir us up in our most holy faith. And and Father God, help us by the power of your Holy Spirit to prevail in prayer for the healing of our loved ones, the healing of our friends, the healing of our nation, the healing of our bodies. And Father, we just believe, O God, that you are the Lord God who healeth us and that by the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. He said that he bore our sicknesses and took our infirmities upon him self on the cross and so father god they don't belong to us and so father we just thank you and we praise you right now for what you're doing continue to have your way in us and we'll continue to bless your name we love you lord and we give you praise in jesus name. in jesus name amen amen well praise the lord we'll see you next time amen we're going to continue with this and uh we're going to continue to be blessed of god as amen. we uh, continue to hear from him and uh, strengthened by him yes. to live by faith. Yeah. Amen.